Welcome to the Hex Podcast. Fifteen. Fifteen. Welcome, 15. welcome, Hex members and everyone across the world listening in <laughs> from my extended family down in Australia. Welcome. Uh, here's Jimmy and Matt, two coaches here. Um, Matt's been here for nearly the start of five years. Uh, Jimmy's coming up to his first year here at Hex. We're going to start with a few questions about coaching and about their um, experiences at Hex. So guys, tell me um, first why you became a coach, Matt. Okay, um, I sort of kind of fell into the, the coaching side of things because of my athletics background. So when I was um, took my job when I was working with a charity, we were working in a sports charity, um, and then we started doing athletics, and I started coaching other sports, and then went and delved into the fitness side of things. So you've always done fitness? So always... Um, I was a sports in, degree at Loughborough, didn't you? Sports degree at Loughborough. Loughborough. Then I worked in accommodation <laughs> for a bit. Then Loughborough. 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 So Loughborough. And then worked in recruitment for two, three years. And yeah, glad that I'm out of that. That wasn't for me. Um, and then when I moved back down to London, took up that job. Um, and then did my fitness qualification um, to use it in that realm and then got into coaching adults. So you've been, <laughs> so you've been, co- so you've been coaching for um, tw- what? Gosh. F- 12 years? Yeah, yeah, I've been coaching so. a while. Um, and then, yeah, just loved it and took on more and more and slowly even things out and now do more coaching than I do Anything else, really? Your favourite fitness, favourite age kind of category training? Um, I don't know. Like it's 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 changed. Like yes, there's something rewarding really about coaching kids and helping them and getting the fundamentals and the foundations right. But then, as you get older as well, you sort of look at the performance side. But then, more recently, I've quite enjoyed coaching. Not I don't want to say older people, but how old? Oh, how old? old? <laughs> people sort of my my age and above, and then some that are sort of five to ten years older. They know who they are. Um, <laughs> but but also like I think I've been more and more aware as I got older that fitness isn't just for that short period that everybody thinks you can do fitness from your sort of teens to your thirties, and then you fall off a cliff. It most certainly doesn't, and I like really enjoy. Coaching. Do you, prefer, those co- over th- do you prefer coaching groups or individuals? I definitely like coaching groups. There's an yeah. interesting dynamic when you've got a group and you can really sort of throw one person against each other to create Excuse that me. sort of <laughs> oh, yeah. atmosphere. I love throwing people against each other. But it's, it's that sort of relationship that you can have with a group that, yes, one on one's fine and it has its place, but that group environment is. Is something quite special if the dynamics right. Uh, cool, Jimmy, over to you. Why yeah, are you so, coach? So, Where did you come um, from? So I'm from from Birmingham. Um, when I was there, I never went to uni or anything. I, I left school, uh, started working straight away, and I kind of um, I was working in the kitchen. I was DJing at the same time, and then that, why are you were in the kitchen? You were DJing. 
not whilst Multi-tapped. I was in the kitchen. Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty. Guy. It was pretty good kitchen. I was. I was in a. Um, I was working in the kitchen the day, and, and then ah, I was um, DJing sense. at the weekend, and um, that kind of DJing lifestyle I had at the time was sort of three, four nights a week. <clears throat> intense. Very intense. Um, very late nights, early mornings, um, as in not getting up early, but being still up early, and obviously, um, you know, drink and other things um, may have occurred and it's kind of like you get to a point where you realize that um, that you need to make a decision about are you going to go down one road or another and I think it's sort of like a natural progression for a lot of people that have that quite destructive lifestyle is to look at fitness and mm. how that can help and I was really was enjoying just getting fitter and I was working in um, an estate agent at the time so I'd moved away from catering and uh, I just hated it. Like Matt said, he worked in recruitment. It's just horrible, kind of nine to five, sitting at a desk, really sedentary all the time. Sorry for all of those nine to five workers out there. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, so, it's, it's, like, it's, it's different when you're like 20, I think, and it's not yeah. very well. If you're, if you're, you know, well paid and you're making a good living from it, then fine if, if that's, if you're, if you're happy and comfortable with that. But for me, I needed to be moving around, I needed to be doing something. That's what I really enjoyed working in the kitchen because I was active and I was up mm. and I was about, it was tiring, but it was rewarding. But um, for me, office life wasn't. So um, that's when I spoke to a couple of coaches at the gym I yeah. used, used and um, they said, why don't you look at becoming a PT? And back then I think it was a lot, more, I guess it was a lot more niche really. There wasn't mm. very many, or well, I didn't know very many coaches and PTs around, so. I think we're all kind of similar age, I think, when we were yeah. growing up and be, maybe like between 16 and 21, there was, fitness was, was a bit cheesy, wasn't it? So like, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like pumping and all sports, was there really any like strength training kind of? Yeah, exactly, training, and it, it comes with a bit of a, um, stigma a lot mm. of the time when you say you're a PT or a coach mm. but for me it kind of pulled me away from that destructive lifestyle and I kind of fell in love with um, feeling healthier and getting stronger and I was just you know bang average sort of PT in a gym group gym for a long time and then from there I started to um, coach things like insanity and um, F45 and all those kind of mad high intensity um, faddy things and then until recently I, I found, found CrossFit I found proper strength and conditioning training um, and the last four years has been really about that although I've been working in other places um, I've been training that way and then obviously came to Hex almost a year ago to coach yeah. what how you know the way I train um, so that's sort of how I'm here Nice. Yeah. Different backgrounds, end up in the same place. Yeah. Which leads me on to a few other questions I'm going to ask you. Um, where do you see yourself in one year? So, next 12 months, how's that going to pan out? Have you set some goals or are you just. At this specific time on a Tuesday? Yeah, we're, we're going to be. Probably um, just on the tube back from lunchtime classes. <laughs> uh, head, head covered in tattoos. Yeah, fully covered. I don't know, I think. It's really hard to tell. Like the last eighteen months, two years has proved that you can't. I've found that it's you can make a plan, but you've mm. got to be quite loose with the parameters of that plan. Yeah. So I don't. I don't have like a specific. I think I'm going to be in this place. I sort of know where I want to go, yeah. but it's. I hope it's going to be loose. more productive in terms of no like setbacks or yeah. areas, like COVID and stuff restrictions. Exactly. If you'd asked me 12 months ago, um, I was managing F45 in London mm. Bridge and I probably would have said, 
still being a manager there, although mm. I sort of hated it. Mm. It was well paid and it was um, secure. So I probably would have said that. But you'd be but, worked to the bone. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't happy there. And COVID was a bit of a blessing in disguise for me in the sense that it made me realise that I wasn't happy with what I was doing there. Mm. So I wanted to move on and then found here. Throw yeah. a Yeah, <clears throat> so I've got... CrossFit champion of the world. Well, <laughs> there is that, but obviously that's a distant thing that not. But over the next year, I just want to get better within myself and be happier with what I'm doing. I've had a lot of fourth places recently, which is mentally torture. So I want to step it up to that next level and stop coming forth and better myself as an individual, but also with the people that I coach, give them sort of an insight into how they can better themselves as well. Like it's, fitness takes such a big part in your life, whether you're a coach, whether you just go to the gym, whatever, even when I wasn't working in fitness, like it's like what you look forward to in the evening, what you wake up early in the morning for. And like, it's only really been over the last six months that certain things have started to click and register with me. Okay, this marginal difference here, there, and mainly the mentality of going into things with that mindset of you do the work, you deserve to be there and like flick that switch to have that mentality to believe that you can do it, that you can win, that you can achieve things. And like, I want to pass that on to people, mm. whatever level that they're doing it at, but have that self-belief. Because a lot of people go into, whether it is fitness or whether it's something in life and just think, oh, I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's great to turn up here. It's great to be part of it. But then you get there and you do really well. And then you sort of look back and think, oh, well, maybe if I'd approached it in that different mentality and thought, I deserve to be here, I'm good enough, I put in all of the work, that you could achieve more. And that's what I want to do over the next year with everybody that I work with and like try and embody it myself, go into these things and show that if you've got the right mindset, you do all the work, that you can go out there and you can come out hopefully on top with things. Um, we are, I put a question on the, um, the Hex members WhatsApp group to say any questions, uh, guys far away. So I was going to answer, ask, ask, what are we going to do, Jimmy? Are you going gonna to ask? Them. I'm going to ask. I've asked them already. I'm going to, I'm going to read out some of them. So, uh, Declan, uh, said, how many hours, uh, do you train cardio slash strength? Um, and do you, do you have to manage weight? Or does exercise do that for you? Do you want to go through your list? Yes. So it should all be pretty similar to me. Um, I would say that I do three to four long cardio pieces in the morning each week. And then I would probably do five to six strength pieces a week as well. So I trained six days a week and then sometimes seven with like an active recovery one on the seventh day that isn't anything strenuous at all but like I try and split my training up so that they're not loaded in one session I know it's difficult for people if they're working as well I am fortunate that I can be in places where I've got equipment that I can use but if you can sort of do 20 minutes in the morning at home or whatever and then you've got if you've got time at lunchtime and evening, so you recommend splitting up. Splitting up your session. If you try and do, too, I found over the years trying to do too much in one session is detrimental. 
Um, you might have a great one session, but then the knock-on effect is mm. for the next part of the week um, as well. And then also trying to feed those gains as well, like getting the food in in between. Well, Jimmy's quite regimental with his training. Yeah, I, I'm sort of the opposite to you in a sense. I used to train twice a day and do quite a similar thing, but now I seem to do one longer session. Mm. So it can last around two hours, but it's that will be split up into strength um, training or training your lifts like a limb, you know, you're snatching clean, clean jerks. Um, and then a cardio piece at the end. It might be a really intense 10 minute, 12 minute mm. piece, or it might be like a 30 minute um, slightly more aerobic piece but that's sort of how my how I've found it fits into my day which is I think what Matt said touched on with people it's quite difficult to um, sometimes find the time to fit in everything you want mm. Matt's found a way to do it where he splits it I've found for me it works better with my schedule to um, do it all in one session and that's maybe that's because of the way my coaching has panned out here with doing morning sessions lunchtime sessions having that gap in the, in the between it might be because, you know, uh, you know, social life, personal life, the way my, my girlfriend's shifts work, so we've got to look mm. after the dog and we have to do all this kind of stuff. So it's just, it is just a way of finding what works best for you. Um, and potentially if I did it the way Matt does it, I might, mm. I might find that I actually progress, I might progress oh, better okay. or yeah. I might end up, skipping yeah, sessions. I might end up skipping something in the evening that I could have done during the morning session. But I think, it's usually like two hours a day and it's yeah, mm. six days a week. Um, also, I think it all depends on your lifestyle, isn't it? In terms yeah. of like when, you're, when I was younger, my body could take a lot more volume, so I did a lot more training. Now I've picked up a lot more injuries and I have to step back on the volume. Mm. And then post competitions, I used to do a lot more competitions, so my volume probably was, was heavy at the start and then kind of peak, peaked off uh, towards the comps and then a bit of recovery. Now I'm not doing any competitions. Um, I just have more of a kind of like a progressive program, which I'm trying to stick to. But, but again, it's all about injuries for me at the moment. I think for members as well, like a lot of them cycle, which is great. I mean, I don't cycle, but Active friends that I know that cycle and like some people cycle, well, it might take them half an hour to get mm. to work, half an hour to get back. That's great form of getting their cardio in. So if they're, I would say if they're doing that, then that's a good baseline for keeping that mm. fitness ticket so, yeah, so I cycle to work every day. Um, and back and sometimes they're about twice in a day so that's probably like my slow steady state cardio yeah and the and weights I do in the gym yeah and those things like that just build it up build it up the other thing that's quite important is we probably agree on is like don't do all these like hard hit like smashing your body out every day that a lot of mm. people do no I've like, found that if you try and redline mm. yourself every day mm. that you just you just for me it's you know if I do that for three days, mm. then the next three days I'm not gonna be anywhere near. I, I, I cycle it quite well, so I'll do, you know, do like a quite a hard, intense thing on a Monday yeah. as a workout, and then it'll go back to being quite um, aerobic, yeah. quite slow paced mm. on a Tuesday, and then on a Wednesday I might not do conditioning at all. I might, just, or do, I might do something like barbell cycling or something which is still yeah, getting yeah. my heart rate up, but it's more muscle focused, and I'll sort of, that's the way I find it, it works best for me, really. And in terms of here as well, he's putting uh, how do you manage your weight or does exercise do that for you? I think because we're so active it, and we've been active for so long, our body's in that homeostasis, isn't it? For me, of... I find it hard to keep the weight up and like keep my weight up and eating enough is mm. really tough. Like I should be heavier than I am as well. 
but so we're, we're it's, above normal in terms of we're burning probably four of those kinds yeah of so like having snacks and healthy mm. snacks that are accessible is key to keeping your weight yeah. up and also like I find that if I have done like a big intense session mm. and I've like my body just runs on carbohydrates and sugar so like you might see me neck back a Lucas Age Sport or something like that and it's probably not the best thing but like yeah you've got to so you guys like keep... gra- grazers do you graze your food all day I'm more of like a lion I yeah. get a massive you like 2000 calorie like... lunch and then I eat probably daily for 6 you hours you have a whole baguette I'm like for a your lion, breakfast yeah. like that that long yeah I have like that, a, if you, know, you can't see on a podcast that was about what's that about about 15 to 20 inches yeah hang on <laughs> <laughs> every morning apparently not every morning but quite a lot Phil eats a lot of bread um, I do I, I go through my um, like fresh fitness food to try and limit the bread yeah. I eat uh, but as I'm having a bit of a break from that because I got a bit bored because I'm a vegetarian um, I end up just eating fake like uh, fake meat corn meat and salad and bread which I actually quite like um <sighs> Our diets are all different, but they work for us. I try and eat quite clean, um, which is expensive and difficult Uh, to do when you're trying to eat a lot because you you have to eat so much of it and then it costs a lot of money to buy, whereas you can buy like, you know, two frozen pizzas, get the same calories, but Mm. it's the quality of the food. My my variety of food is quite tough because I'm vegetarian, it's quite bland. That's why the fresh fruit stuff is quite, helps me out in the daytime. I also go to the shop getting a vegan wrap. It's like one choice. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same as Matt. I need to eat more, and that's where things like shakes come in handy. Mm. You can get a lot of I calories. Like the Huel shakes, I find mm. for me is quite a good one. I, I, use, I use Optimum Nutrition. <laughs> Sponsored. <laughs> yeah, like my shake. My, my shake in the morning has probably over 1,500 calories in it. Like it's a big old shake with fruits, bananas, like a mass gainer. Um, one, I do actually have a vegan shake, which Phil will be proud of, but then at lunch I ruin that and have a massive steak and like a whole bag of white rice with it. So I, I try and eat as much as I can and then graze on nuts and... I think for like trying to, trying to mimic or copy what we eat is probably a, a bad thing to do because we're all kind of like been training for most of our job. Yeah, I mean, we there's, there's, way, all day. there's ways they can track like how many calories they've got if they've got like a whoop, mm. which some of them do or various apps on the phones and various watches you, you can get track to, you get to know what you should be eating don't you because your body will fluctuate and if it's fluctuating too much then you're probably eating too much so you should it's a, it's a kind of like a trial isn't it yeah. with yourself you'll get you to can know tell like, I know I know when I've not eaten enough and my training suffers from or it or when you blow it and you've eaten too much yeah exactly on the weekends The Hex Podcast I think we touched upon this already, but um, Shifra said, um, how do you set your fitness goals? Where's the balance between pushing yourself and just being ridiculous, which you kind of said. Uh, I'd say especially Matt, who is very competitive, does throw himself into a lot of competitions. And it probably does, I don't know how he's not more injured, but uh, throw, like, pull his programming out of, out of the direction he's probably going in. You probably um, do a competition every eight weeks something like that but then I think more recently I've been working on like marginal gains if you can get I know it's a, you're not going to get but if you get a kilo every week on something like when people come in and say they look at their programming and they think okay I'm going to add five kilos this week two and a half kilos this week but realistically if you add one kilo to your lift each week 
you're going to put 52 kilos on that lift over the year. So it's like being smart with it. And yeah, it's small progress. Small progress over long times. And then it's like your splits on the rows, splits on like ski, the echo, etc. If you know what you're sort of turning over, like on the cadence and the RPM on the, uh, the echo, push that up one or two every two weeks every month that's even, even that's why it's good like, to know what you're doing or writing notes or yeah. have the program mm-hmm. so, so then you know where you're aiming for where you're where you've come from but yeah i don't think people take enough notice of what they're doing and like be conscious of what you did what splits you were holding how be, long it took you be, to get be there. critical yeah and i think i've seen it definitely here that people tend to sort of stagnate a little bit because they're afraid to go to that next step. You, like, there's no harm in giving it a go and then dropping down. Like Phil will tell you as well. I mean, dumbbells suddenly jump from 15 to 17 and a half, mm. which is quite a big jump. So you could do the first set of the 17 and a half, drop, drop and set, then yeah. start the next set with the 17, drop to the 15s, once you can't do anymore, and then gradually over time you add more reps with the 17 and a half and stuff like that as you go through, say, the squats and everything like that. On the bar, we've got the fractional plates. You can add half a kilo a week. You add half a kilo over the course of a year you're putting over 25 kilos on your you do see a lot of people saying like i know chest pressing 12 kilograms and then performance down line i see in chest pressing 12.5 mm. kilograms mm. it's like why are you doing the same way yeah like, oh, the next one's a bit too heavy but exactly what you said drop it down or just add it gradually that's the way forward yeah and like you said i think making i don't it's i know some some people do it but a lot of people don't hear is they don't record what they're doing so they come in, I've, people come into a class and they sort of, you talk about percentages and they kind of, they don't know what their percentages are. Even if you've just started or you haven't written them down in a while, just to make a note in one session, will then give you an estimate then either side of that. If you're doing a 50%, you can mm. kind of estimate your 100% or you can estimate, you know, from that. So um, it's really important to write things down. But also as well, if they're going into these competitions now as well, like many of them are, the standard sort of, RX as they call it weight is 22 and a half for guys and 15 for the ladies so that's sort of a benchmark that you should sort of if you're looking to compete go towards but then if you're comfortable at that weight and been doing it for a little while there's no reason Mm. to progress not to progress beyond it like Phil myself and Jimmy will tell you like you'll do stuff that's heavier than that so then when you do pick up the 22 and a half so you do pick up the 15s it's a breeze because you've been mm. training at the 30s or you've been training at the 22 and a half if you're a lady so, it's like you've so, got yeah. to back in the day when we used to train for like competitions for example mm. we used to do war balls RX is 9 is it yeah and we used to practice with 10s so 9 will be slightly easier on the day yeah things yeah. like that and it's pushed at a high level so you practice the workout that's been released you train it yeah. at a higher level so then when you get to the workout it's just not yeah. going to be as I think, I think those that did the turf games Shifra, Beth, Ryan and Chris will vouch <laughs> that I pushed them harder yeah. in the training than they did on the day. So when they got there on the day, it was far, far easier. Got a f- we've got a few more questions going on to fire at you. Um, nice quick answers. Um, so any lucky items or any um, thing you'd like to do before a competition? Matt has pretty... A lot of them, but... Matt has pre-lift routines. Yeah. Quite interesting. I do a stomp, stomp, <laughs> twist the foot, twist the foot, and then shake I do sometimes you used to do a little bit of a jump I don't do the jump so much anymore Achilles has been playing up a bit but the stomp definitely but that originates from body weightlifting and lifting because every 
like personally pretty good that has a routine so for me I go left right hold hold and you go for the same routine and that just makes you focus towards the lift yeah when I rather used than getting distracted by anything mm. around you well, just... I've done it for years other stuff mm. when I used to run I used to sort of like jump up and down bend touch toes once twice whatever and set your feet in the block certain way then look up hands down or whatever it takes forever I mean you see the all sports people do it. Yeah. I mean, you like Ronaldo when he sets up for his mm. free kick, but it just sort of sets you up in that right, puts you in that space. It's muscle memory. So if you do that every single yeah. time, then your body sort of remembers it and then it knows what it's going to do. So, so yes. You ever see Matt at a bar when he was single trying to pick up girls, he had this routine like, same stomp stomp it works six, it works six at a time every time. Yeah, and the so. twist foot thing is when I put out the cigar on the floor, yeah. Yeah coming through and then like I don't have any particular pre-lift apart from following the same pattern with a lift you know if, when you're setting up you have quite f- the facials are quite yeah I've like got that. great f- I saw something like Beaker from the Muppets when yeah. I, I'm kind of I can't I can't do it unless I'm lifting I can't actually I don't know you always, like that. Yeah. I always kind of look at people lifting and doing like certain exercise and they they do kind of have the same characteristics f- fish face kind of you do fish face as well when you're lifting it kind of go well, I'm doing, uh, <laughs> especially when they're lip lifting, I tend to time make it more snappy. That that yeah. connection with the floor, You've that loudness, the highest helps. stomp, yeah. the highest jump and stomp <clears throat> of any Olympic lifter. Yeah. I'm Get the power out. <laughs> uh, what equipment would you both like to see in the gym next? What are we missing? I'm doing an order soon, so. Um, I want a, <laughs> a skipping rope rack. Skipping rather, rope rack. Yeah, to oh, like a hook. <laughs> yeah, to just. So the skipping rope is going to get tied around the thing. Wow, well, so I'm lifting, 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 We want a higher ceiling, but higher that's, ceiling. we can't really get that. Yeah, a higher ceiling. I think... C2 bikes. C2 bikes um, and some uh, sandbags rather than those deep Yeah, we'll get some sandbags. Um, be good. And then also get like, rather than having pushed the sleds up and down one of the torque trucks. Yeah, torque good. trucks on the list. Would be good. So then we can take up that floor that nobody likes to lay on because it gives them a rash and we're gonna have to break the news to the members unfortunately we can't get a sauna because uh, yeah yeah it's not very good for the environment where is that truck it doesn't drive though just, <laughs> just for show just for show um feedback have you got about the music you've tasting tracks so oh no you, well, I mean so you guys got very different I don't really hit, me and Matt never really Matt gets a lot of praise even though I think his music is <laughs> horrendous so like Sugar Babes Girls Loud Saturdays, Saturdays. But yeah. and then Jimmy's more like Cypress Hill yeah we put on like new metal earlier and it was yeah. like Linkin Park and, and, the, and Disturbed and no one really liked it apart from us <laughs> so we have more of a kind of the wor- I think rock. the worst music is Dabs's for me. It's a bit weirdly. It's like really Euro like, pop, really Euro dance. really Eurodance, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Chris has got the whole um, Manic Street Preachers. It's like it's, it goes between of... Manic Street Preachers and ABBA, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I think No just has biceps on repeat. Yeah, just like house. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't let me near the iPad, so very rare. Although they had a treat last Friday before the quiz Rich has <laughs> sent in a question no he hasn't he said he can't attend Saturday's game at <laughs> Rich so when this podcast comes out it'll probably be after yeah after the Hex the games Hex games so uh, we could most... Ariel said who's your favourite member uh, and 
And if it's him, is it because he wears the shorter shorts in the gym? But to be fair, if they're on someone else, like someone smaller, they wouldn't be that short. Yeah. He's got, I mean, he's Chris got has got, I know he's not a member, but Chris has got pretty short shorts. Pretty short shorts. I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes James Hall doesn't even wear any shorts, does he? Favourite yeah. member is a long shot. We could say who, who, since the last six months, since we reopened Hex, uh, who stood out in terms of being putting the most effort in or has been like progressing the most or for me um, I, I would say yourself yeah no one person that stands out for me is Dion Dion yeah uh, when I did his first extra session with him and mm. he didn't he didn't go very well he was a bit unwell um, and a lot of people would be put off by that but he came back and really listened and mm. like got his head down and He's got much stronger, all his movement is better, he turns up and he puts loads of effort in. And I think it's yeah. just it's one of those things and he's a kind of he never really came to a gym like this before. Mm. Um, it's very much um, kinda was very foreign to him at the beginning, yeah. but he just sort of got stuck in and I think he's come a really long way in quite a short space of time. So I would I'd say him for me. Um, I wouldn't say any particular individual on their own, but what has been nice is to see the continued progression of like the longer standing members and like they're, they're still enjoying it and then they're taking it to that next step now and then people are looking up to them and thinking wow like I mean Patrick last week on a thruster I mean he typically doesn't push himself but to see him actually go out there and lift a PB on it was quite something obviously you got that Beth videos on the Instagram I've seen that yeah you got Beth and Shifra that just raised the bar for a all the girls are the girls look I've up. I've got a lot of members who started too. off not, well, kind of sporty background, but never really pushed it as much as they have been now. Now we're doing competitions. Yeah. And I must say, Ariel does have it. a very good snatch. A very impressive snatch, Ariel. Yeah. Has. Yeah, his mobility is surprisingly good. Yeah. He's a That's exactly Chest press kind of buff. <laughs> yeah. Buff guy. Um, and also, his front rack's quite good. He's got a good front rack. Um, maybe from all the bench pressing he's done, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, Got quite a big shelf there. Yeah, and I say Ryan as well. Ryan, when he did the competition with Chris, great stuff, great engine, and really dedicated himself through that as well. And then also Dean and Diego never disappoint, do they? They always turn yeah. up, put the work in those two. Well, we'll probably have some of those kind of awards at the Christmas party because normally we have awards like that, which will be we've just booked it at the Clapper North. It's going to be on Saturday, the 11th of December. Mm. Um, get it in your diaries get it in your diaries um, before that we've got yeah, Hex Games this Saturday which, which is really always good also I must event. while we're on this I also must mention Blake I, when he was coming to the Olympic lifting his lifts have improved significantly he's done an absolute great job over the last cycle um, with his snatch and his clean and jerks very very like technically very good he was always a little bit rigid but he's smoothing it up and he's quite a smooth operator now Blake yeah smooth operator uh, yeah so Hex Games Saturday and then we've got the big Battle of Cancer event the week after we've got 44 uh, members doing that one in 11 teams and then me and a few others are a support crew that'll be an awesome event and then until the Christmas party I think we're going to doing something for Halloween but that will be uh that will be posted on the social media stuff soon. Um, aside from that, I think we've gone over time because uh, Nathan's staring at me. Nathan, come and show the 
Everyone, your new hair. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, I it's very behind. smooth. I stay behind. You already catch me out on the gym like every like week, taking your phone on. So uh, I'll like... get a picture of him for you on Instagram soon. <laughs> good, he's not I'm looking. Good, good. Say goodbye to everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>